welcome to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast, where you'll hear the good, the bad, and the ugly of how real estate agents overcame challenges and grew their business. Check out the episode notes at crushitinre.com slash podcast. Now here's your host, Lindsay Favaza. Welcome back to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Favaza, and today we're headed to Kentucky, my friends. I have with me Derek Stewart. He is sales manager and associate broker at Dream JP Pirtle Realtors of Louisville, Kentucky. Welcome, Derek, to the podcast today. Hey, Lindsay, how you doing? So good to have you. So great to finally talk to you in person. Yeah, yeah, me too. I've been anticipating this since I heard from you guys a couple of weeks ago. So it's just an, it's an honor to, to be on the program here. And maybe I can share something with, uh, you know, other fellow agents out there to maybe help them in some sort of way. So uh, just really appreciate it. Honor to be on. And that's Derek, well, Derek A. Stewart. OK, <laughs> Derek A. Stewart. Perfect. A. Stewart. We'll put that little A yeah, and period a. right on in there. There might perfect. be other so, Derek Stewart's, but there's minimal Derek A. Stewart. There's only Derek A. Stewart when it comes to this <laughs> podcast. So I love it. So Derek A. Stewart was one of the top agents at J.P. Pirtle in 2021. I think very close to the top, but we don't want to say the top because we're not 100 percent sure. So we're just going to say that. And then ended the year with 56 transactions, which is such an accomplishment after only really truly being active in the business for what's going into your fifth year, right? Correct. Yeah. I started in 2018 with JP Park. Amazing. So take us back to the beginning. I know you were licensed way before 2018, but take us back to the beginning, how you got into real estate and what that transition looked like for you. Well, it's actually a long road, Lindsay. Actually, like I said, I started with JP in 2018, but believe it or not, I got my real estate license in November of 2001. I was literally 23 years old when I got my license. Um, I actually grew up in a small town called Franklin, Kentucky. It's probably two hours south of Louisville. That's kind of where I was born and raised. That's my roots there. So I had just left out of college and I thought I would, you know, transition into real estate. So I um, went to real estate school, you know, passed the course. Then I'm OK, I'm going at it. I'm going to start hard in real estate. Did it for about six months. And at that time, uh it just wasn't necessarily paying the bills like I needed to. So I had to, uh, you know, go in different directions. And then what happened was in 2002, the following year, I, I moved to Louisville and I worked at a uh, called the Cur Journal, which is kind of our bigger newspaper here. I worked there. So I was a kind of a uh, sales manager. You know, I did ads for people and someone called in one day uh, wanting a property manager. I did ads. So I was there actually typing in ads for hiring this job. So they explained to me on the phone what they needed, what type of person that they needed for this particular position. So I think like, hmm. I'm thinking, huh? And then believe it or not, the person that was I was doing the ad for said, you sound like you might be someone that would maybe do well in this type of job. So and I thought to myself, you know, I don't want because all our calls were recorded. So I didn't want my supervisors to hear me like interviewing for a job. <laughs> you got to be incognito. You know? Yeah, you're right there. So once the uh, once I actually did the ad for them on my lunch break, I actually called and I say, this is Derek. You know, I just did the ad for you. Uh, and uh, uh, I wouldn't be interested in hearing more about the position. I explained to him, you know, I, uh, you know, I have a business management degree and also I have a 
real estate license. I only use them for about six months or so, but I was thinking maybe if I combine those two, maybe that's kind of property management. So believe it or not, I went out, I interviewed, I got the job right there on the spot. So then that's what led me into property management side of the business. Got okay. it. Did that for 10 years. And then someone may ask, well, maybe why did you not do uh real estate sales while I was in, in property management. Well, a lot of times what you have, you know, your property managers, they feel if you have someone in the office per se, that is also in real estate sales, you'll run the clients or the tenants off. So I was not eight, the whole 10 years I worked in property management, I was not able to use my real estate license effectively because, you know, we had occupancy rates that we needed to be. They didn't want to be a conflict of interest. Yeah, sure. definitely a conflict of interest. But each year I would sign, I would maybe ask the owner, you know, do you think I can use my license? Because I just really wanted to do that. And, you know, Derek, you know, we apologize, but, you know, unfortunately we can't do that. So it was, you know, for those those years, I was not able to do so. But, you know, I, I've used that, you know, from my experience there in my, you know, probably relationship development with people, learning how to interact with people. A lot of that experience from property management, a lot of conflict situations, you know, just learning just how to deal with people even really helps me today. So, like I said, that was 10 years into, um, you know, real estate, into property management uh, from there. And then I'm going to get to it from property management's a beast too. I mean, you're dealing with the headaches of the headaches. So that yeah. definitely could prepare you for the headaches of the real estate business for yeah, sure. It, it, it prepared me. And then from there, I, uh, I had a small business um, where I, we had like a repair store where we repaired like cell phones. We yeah. sold cell phones, we repaired them. And, uh, and I, I did that, you know, just to make a living, but it just wasn't, it wasn't for me. And always had people that would always tell me, Derek, you know, you need to use your real estate license. I have my parents, you knew you, cause they just felt like I just maybe had the personality for it. So like you always, you need, you know, I would just have people, my friends, when you're ever going to use a real estate license. I say, I don't know, man, I'm not sure when I'm ever going to use them. And then, um, I closed the business in early 2018. And you know what I said? You know what? It's finally time to do this. And uh, I had saw Dream JP Pertles advertisements on TV, how they, you know, help you set you up success to, to become an agent. And I uh, went out, uh, interviewed uh, with them, uh, liked what the company provided, such as leads and all the marketing and networking and just JP's expertise. So that's what made me join uh, their brokerage in 2018. So. That's amazing. So in hindsight, mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason and we all have to believe that. But do you think that you should have made the switch over sooner or do you think that the time was just right for you now? I, th- I think the time was just right. It really was. So the time was just right. I had, like I said, I'd got so I'd got used to the area. I knew various areas once I really got into the real estate sales. So I think at, at path just led me to where I needed to be at. It was just perfect timing uh, for as uh, you know, I got married in 2010. I had a son in 2016. So, you know, it was just, you know, I thought about a lot of that as well. It's like, when it came in terms to the like backtracking to the, you know, like the cell phone business, I had to, I was thinking about my my son and maybe something that like he could do or I could teach him. And, you know, maybe he wants to be in real estate when he gets older and lay, lay that foundation for him. And I just didn't feel like cell phones was something that I could do. So, but real estate, it's been here for you. It's always been here. Always uh, going to be here. And yep. It's always going to be here. So a lot of it was, you know, a lot of it was about him when he was born, you know, to be able to establish something to lay a path for him as well. So 
I love that. I love that you're thinking that far into the future. I love that you're trying to set him up for success while still setting yourself and your family up. I, I mean, all of that is fantastic. So way to go on that. Yeah, so let's yeah. start back to when you started then in 2018 with uh-huh. JP and you did in year one, you had six sales. Correct. And then year two, 21 sales. And for those of you who don't want to do math, I did it for you. That is a 250% increase in sales from year one to year two. It's incredible. So we can talk about the additional years after that, but mm. let's hone in on that for right now from the, your first year in the business, obviously getting your feet wet, understanding the processes and getting back into the business to year two. What changes did you make to have such incredible growth? Just incredible growth, really. Just uh, I always was very confident in the business of you know, for us talking to people, I, the confidence was always there. It was just more so just continuing just to, you know, follow my leads, to continue to, you know, just talk to people and call them two, three, four times just to, you know, be able to, you know, communicate with them. Uh, just let more, you know, let more people know that I, I did real estate. One of my biggest probably keys from from those couple years was just establishing uh, relationships with a lot of lenders. That's been very helpful towards me. Uh, just, you know, I've worked with lenders that, you know, in the past that actually have even helped me personally on some real estate transactions. And I started working with, you know, with them and they just started trusting me to be able to take care of their clients. And once I really started doing that, then trusting me to take care of the clients, then I, I started getting a lot of leads from, like I said, from from the lenders. And that's that's been very beneficial, even from from year one to two and even now. And that's that's probably one of the main things that's helped me. And then I also moving from uh, that first year to that second year, just some advertising. I actually had a uh, I did some, you know, branding helped me as well. I had a I had like a bench in front of the popular malls here in the Louisville area. So I was able to uh, get some business from that. And from and believe it or not, when I first started in 18, I didn't even have a Facebook page, personal Facebook page. I did not at all. So, and you, you know, just got to jump in and do I it when you're a realtor, in. don't you? You had to jump in and do it. So that year in 2018, I didn't even have a Facebook page. So moving forth, you know, I got a Facebook page, you know, I started friending people just going through and just, you know, getting people, you know, to know who I am. So just, just a combination of all of that is really what would help. And a lot of the times agents, there's probably agents that are listening to this right now that are maybe in that first year of their business. And a lot of the times I think a lot of those agents will give up too soon because they think I'm putting in the work. It's been three months and I'm not seeing the sales. Well, you've got to put more work. You really have to expect that that first year will be that one to 10 if you're lucky. And then you're laying that foundation for the following year. So that sounds like that's what you did. You really were working hard, grinding that first year. And it laid the foundation for you to have those additional sales in in the following year to come. Sure. Yeah. It's just, you know, you just really have to, and I tell an agent, you just, you have to let everybody know what you do. Uh, And my wife, she's kind of more of an introvert a lot of times. So like, we'll go to, uh, you know, if I'm going through a drive through Lindsay and I'm paid with cash for my card, I'll give them a business card or, you know, I'll go to local sporting events here and I'll take maybe, uh, you know, I'm a, like a season ticket holder to like one of the University of Louisville here. And I'll usually take 50 to 100 cards as I'm walking to the stadium on a Saturday morning or afternoon. I'm literally putting business cards on, you know, a lot of the windshields or sometimes 
that's just, the hustle. You I'll, have to have it. I'll drop them. I'll drop Love them on it. the ground. Just thinking somebody will, will pick them up. And believe it or not, even at our, I was at our uh, basketball, one of our basketball games a few years ago. And I would, a lot of times I would go maybe a half hour before the games and I would go to the men's bathroom and I'd even put my cards on all the urinals. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a captive audience, you know what I mean? Yep. And and I had a few people actually reached out to me to say, I've seen your card at the Yum Center on the urinal. So, you know, just. You know, just anywhere I can let anyone know what I do is, uh, you know, it's, it's just beneficial. So that's and your just, wife being so shy, she's probably like, oh, God, yeah, he's oh doing God. it again. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes we'll go places and she'll like give me like before we go, do not do this. <laughs> this <laughs> is not enough. the place for it. It's not the place for that. So I'm like, we. Ha- I have to, you know, I said, I, you know, my job is to help people. I have a responsibility to do so. I just want to let people, you know, know what I do. And, uh, but yeah, sometimes, you know, she'll say, you know, please do not do that. So, but you know, a lot of times I have to do it anyway. I have to do it anyway. So, you know, that's, you can that's do it on the slide, drop them in yeah. the men's room. She yeah. won't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like I tell her, it's about, you know, at the end of the day, it's about just truly lazy, just actually just helping people, you know, that's, uh, you know, it's not necessarily always about just all the deals and, you know, being financially set. It's a lot of times I just enjoy just really helping people because they don't, they don't understand it. That's what I'm here for is to help them to do things they do not know how to do. Let's take a quick break and hear from the number one loan originator, Sean Benozian of Guaranteed Rate, as he gives us his monthly mortgage tip. I found the three biggest barriers to potential home buyers when getting pre-approved are your budget, your down payment, and your credit. We work with our clients to understand what their potential future budget's gonna be for their new home. Making sure they understand the difference between principal and interest, things like home insurance, private mortgage insurance, property taxes and condo fees and accounting for all those and what they're gonna be comfortable with. Also, there's many misconceptions regarding down payment. A lot of clients think they need to put down 20% of that and aren't ready to be a home buyer. In fact, you can put down as little as three or 5%. There's also lots of many different options out there for down payment assistance. We can talk to you through all those things. We can also help you factor in a proper budget for closing costs in addition to what you need for a down payment, making you fully prepared and ready. Lastly, maximizing your credit score is the utmost importance. The higher your credit score is, the more loan products you're gonna qualify for and the lower interest rates you will get. Thanks, John. Now let's get back to the show. And I can feel that from you. It's genuine. You know, there's some salespeople out there that they're in it for the sales and you can tell the way they talk, the way they conduct business. It's all very salesy, but I love that, you know, I can feel that your true desire here is to help people and then the sales come and that's yeah, a natural yeah. progression. It's natural. You know? Cause I, you know, when people ask me sometimes i you know, personally, I don't even see myself as, as a sales, maybe it naturally, maybe I am, but I never really say I'm a sales. I'm more of a customer service driven type person. And maybe with that, you know, it could feel like sales or maybe, but honestly, it just real feels like I'm just a customer, you know, I'm just an advanced customer service person really wanting to assist people as best that I can. I feel like realtors sometimes too, are like life coaches in a way. I mean, you get so personal with these people during these transactions. You're they tell you everything. They tell yeah. you everything. <laughs> yeah, they literally tell you everything. And like it or not. <laughs> and it's a personal, it's a personal relationship that you build because you don't, you meet them and they, uh, you know, you, you know, share these experiences, their families with them, you meet their family and you just basically become, you know, 
you know, a lot of times, you know, a lot of contracts are, you know, 30 to 45 days. So within a few months, I mean, you you're constantly every day talking and texting to people, meeting them at various houses to show them inspections, appraisals, things such as that. So you really build a connection with them. And then, you know, it, you know, even after the fact, sometimes once the deal's over with, I'm kind of like, are we still going to talk anymore? Can like, we you know, still hang out? Can we still hang out, you know, for because for like two months, like every day we was going back and forth and discussing and, you know, strategizing things. And, uh, you know, and, you know, sometimes, you know, when it's like, oh, it, it, it's actually over now. But, I've you know, a lot of my uh, customers or clients, I've developed relationships further, you know, and it's not all about real estate. You know, we text age, you watched the game last night because, you know, you have to be able to, uh, you know, get on that personal level with them instead of just always just real estate. So I think that's a lot of times what helps me too, is just the, per, you know, just having the personality to be able to communicate with people and, you know, just, you know, I'll have a client and, you know, I may just text them, Hey, see the game today or, you know, not even necessarily real estate. So it just builds that and makes that relationship go even stronger. Sometimes even when you can get out of real estate a little bit and just, you know, form that personal relationship with. Absolutely. So, all right. So we went from six to 21. Mm-hmm. You went from 21 to 30 between year two and year three, and then from year three to year four, which last year was year four, from 30 to 56. So again, it's just, you are incrementally, not, I mean, not incrementally, exponentially growing your business every single year. So what are you doing now? What are the things that in 2021 you focused on to grow your business, to get more leads? What are those lead sources, the marketing that you do? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like I said, going back, you know, Facebook's been big, uh, just, uh, you know, just trying to uh, focus on anytime I have a closing, you know, put that out there. Uh, Also Facebook ads such as like, you know, I, you know, do a lot of like boosting of posts. Sometimes, you know, if I have a sale, sometimes I'll boost it. Or if it's a property that I have listed, I'll boost that. That's really been beneficial for me. Also, as we talked earlier, you know, I, I, I got a billboard. Um, so I ran a billboard for about, I don't actually have a current billboard for, I did have that for about a year. Uh, that helped me with, you know, I got this various deals for that. Basically, you know, I just put, I, what I did was nothing was rocket science lens. I just put myself in a position. The more people know you, the more business that you would do. So I just, you know, anything that I could do for, you know, I had the billboard, actually there was five of them at one time in the Louisville area. So, you know, and even though a lot of times I had people just even agents or friends, Hey, I seen your billboard, but that still was, you know, it still helped me with clients. So even if they didn't see it that day, they would say, I think I saw you somewhere. And it's like, well, maybe that you look familiar. Billboard. So it just, it's everything just kept happening where just more people just kept knowing about me. And then all the deals from deal six to 20 to 30, all those people, that's where the referrals came. So that's where I'm starting to get at now. First few years, there wasn't any even referrals, but now, you know, in year four or five, there's where a lot of the referrals is coming. So on any given day, you know, I can wake up and I'll have a text, uh, hey man, or uh, I got a uh, somebody that uh, recommended you from my job. You helped him. You helped his mother. You helped his father. So now I'm, I'm, I'm reaping the benefits of the referrals. And with the number, you know, the more sales you do, there's a lot more referrals, you know, and that's, that's, that's very beneficial. A lot of my other co-workers, they've been in the business 10 or 15 years. So they're 
they primarily just work off referrals, but I'm still, you know, fourth or fifth year. So um, it's already starting to really get that turnaround with, with, with those referrals. So that's, you know, that's really been beneficial to me. So as far as the referral business that you're getting and those clients that are referring you, are you keeping in touch with them in any way, shape or form? I know you were just mentioning how you're friends with them. So like you have these mutual connections and stuff like that, but what's keeping you top of mind with that, those sphere or those past clients that are now making it so that they are the, you know, throwing your name out all over the place. What are the things that you're doing to keep up with them? Yeah, you know, normally what I do, you know, I have uh, a lot of times I keep like a spreadsheet, just, you know, every couple months, just any prior uh, client that I had just to reach out to them, say, hey, how you doing? This is Derek. Hope the family's well. You know, maybe, you know, a lot of times I, you know, I keep a personal touch with that as well. So, you know, if I work with someone, you know, it's just good little things like remembering what their kid's name was. I mean, that that's very important to people. You know, it, it, it makes you know, it makes it like you really care. You truly remember me. You remember little Tommy and little Jerry. Or, or Even if you don't. At yeah. least their names are in the spreadsheet. So when you go to call them, you just that's what makes you remember. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I always make, you know, like I said, you know, I always, you know, just have a, like a little calendar of notes. And, you know, and I keep personal notes So when I do reach out to these people. It's I always want to make sure, you know, from conversations of our experience, different things about their family or or their job they worked at or things that they was maybe having trouble with at that time or, you know, just hoping everything is is, is, is OK, uh, you know, periodically do that, and especially like I just did that with the holidays. You know, I made sure, you know, Thanksgiving, I reached out to everybody of my client base that I previously worked with. Uh, Christmas reached out, you know, wishing happy holidays to everybody. If anybody, you know, needs any assistance in the in the new year, please, you know, please let me know. So all of that is 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 really beneficial to help. Amazing. Yeah. What other things have been keys to your success? Is there anything else? How do you stay on top of market changing trends? Obviously, the last two years with the pandemic, it's been a lot different than the two years that you were in the business prior. So tell me how you keep up with that kind of stuff. What do you do to stay on top of the ever changing market? Yeah, yeah. Just, um, you know, just and, and one thing just to kind of backtrack there of, of what's also helped me as well. I have uh, I have started working with a lot of uh, out of state investors. Uh, that uh, that buy primary houses like in the Louisville market. It's one company that's kind of a national co- company. I, I won't use their name, but I've become like their primary listing agent. So uh, all every property that they have in the Louisville area that they remodel or turn around, they you know I'm fortunate enough and blessed to be able to uh, to be able to market and list all their properties for me. So that's been very that's been very beneficial to me as well. How did you get that? How did you like, what are some of the things that you did to make that relationship happen? Okay. What it was, I literally, what happened, it was maybe two years ago, Lindsay, I had a property listed, uh, lower price point property, had a gentleman reach out to me a couple of times, wanted to make a sight unseen offer on the property, you know, and You're like, who is this guy? Yeah. Like I got an email. <laughs> I got an email. Didn't respond to email twice. He emailed me. I never responded to it. Okay. And then he called me and he wanted to make a sight unseen offer. Now, historically, I had heard from other agents really be careful with these. Okay. So I really didn't want to do it. Right. And I, I, I had the, I got that property under contract and it fell through. Then I still had this gentleman reach out to me about, you know, offering on the property. So I spoke to the seller and I said, you know what? There's an out-of-state company that wants to make, make a sight unseen offer on your property. I said, 
I've heard some horror stories about these situations. I said, but you want to give it a shot? You know, what could hurt? So he says, Derek, you know what? Let's do it. So we did it. I was a dual agent in that circumstance. You know, I worked both sides. I worked with, you know, the buyer and I had the seller, of course. So we, we, we closed that deal. And then at that point, and that's when I started developing that relationship with that particular, uh, you know, gentleman that represented the uh, out-of-state company. And I just said, you know, I know you um, primary deal with a lot of the listing agents. I said, but I would love to help you guys on the buyer side. So I said, you know, for example, if you can't get a hold to these listing agents to write these offers, because I know I was apprehensive in the beginning. I didn't want to really respond to you. So I know a lot of other agents are the same way. I said, I would love to write some of the deals for you just to represent your company as a buyer agent. So he talked to a couple of the heads up. They allowed me to do it. So I started writing tons of offers. I was writing like sometimes 20 offers a week for the company, you know, just sight unseen, you know, sight unseen offers. And uh, I did well with that. Maybe six months after that, I get a call from maybe one of the other higher ups in the company to say, you know what, we've been by. Thank you for helping us purchase all these properties. We do use, like I said, we do use number, numerous buyer agents to buy the properties. We use you as well as other agents. But Derek, when it comes from a listing side, we do not want to use multiple agents. We want to know, we want to use one person in a, in a particular market who understands our goals, what we're trying to accomplish, knows about our house and knows how we do business. Would you be interested in being our primary listing agent in the Louisville area? So I'll think I'll think about it. Was that yeah, your answer? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so and then, of course, I, I, I agreed to do so. And, uh, you know, that's probably been maybe a year and a half ago. So since then, I've been their primary listing agent and they do keep me really, really busy. And I'm really fortunate to do so. Talking to you over the last 20 minutes, half an hour or so, it makes me realize that you are someone who sees opportunity. You And when I say sees, I mean S-E-I-Z-E, right? Like <laughs> sees, you're seizing opportunities. You're looking for the opportunities that are coming up and you're just taking it. No questions asked, just full steam ahead. If it means putting your business card in the bathroom or if it yeah. means, you know, trying to convert someone that, you didn't know was even convertible, right? Yeah, and having yeah. that long-term relationship. So hats off to you, my friend. It's been a wild ride for you so far. I am sure you have more growth ahead of you. Mm -hmm. Tell us what are the goals that you have over the next year and a half? I mean, can you keep up with this 80% growth every year? I, like I what know. do you, what's, what's in store for yeah. you this year? Yeah, I know. And like I said, I had, you know, 56 deals last year in 21. Uh, if I, you know, goes for 2022, 20, I would like to get maybe in maybe mid, probably maybe um, 60, 65 deals. If I can do that, I would, I would be happy, you know, to do so. Other goals for me would be to put someone else in a position, maybe to like assist me, maybe even like have a real estate assistant. I would like for, you know, for that as well, just to maybe, you know, to help someone else financially as well, being that I have so much business and sometimes it gets a little difficult to handle. So just to someone that that could assist me and help me along the way. And I've actually kind of been, you know, already thinking that way, maybe kind of fellow agents looking out, seeing who will maybe be one to do that. But I'm, I'm kind of picky with that. So just not going to let anybody do that. Anyone that would do that would definitely have to share the same core values that I do. And I know that they're going to give the clients the treatment that, that I also do. So anybody that represents me or as a part of me, I do know that they have to have to do that. And that's just to stay, you know, high integrity, really wanting to help people. Like I said, I sold 56 houses, but I wake up every day just like, 
I have the same ambition or motivation as if I had never sold a house at all when I when I get up in the morning. So it's getting up, uh, trying to meet somebody else, letting them know what I do. Just proud to sell real estate and just another day that I can just help people. So hopefully if I can do all of that, I can, you know, surpassed at 56 and maybe get into 65, maybe 70 houses, uh, could do more advertising, uh, potentially maybe even I was thinking maybe even into some television this year, just really market with maybe some TV with some more branding just to really get so. So basically, you know, cause sometimes I go to closings, Lindsay, and I'll see an agent across and maybe they don't know who I am. So it's like, I want you to know who Derek A. Stewart is. So, uh, it's not boasting or anything like that. It's just, like, you know, the more agents know me, the more people know me, the more recognizable I am in the city of Louisville. It all just makes me get more business if I do all of it. Well, Derek A. Stewart, mm-hmm. if you are a agent out in the Louisville, Kentucky area, and you are thinking you want to be partnered up with someone that is going to help you grow your business, then this is the guy that you need to impress, right? So I love this. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. I think our agents that are listening are going to get so much from you. It's going to be wonderful. So I wouldn't be surprised you'll have a new couple new friend requests after this podcast that you're going to want to hook up and be like, I need to impress this guy so I can start to be on his team. So thank Thank you so much. Best of luck next year. I hope we can reconnect and make sure that you're on track and I can see all the growth that you have over the next year. I'm super excited to see it, my friend. Thank you. It's been a pleasure and honor to be on this podcast today or Zoom meeting per se. Uh, Maybe we can touch base in six months to a year, let you know how everything's going and uh, just uh, great things for 2022. Let's go. Let's do it. I love it. Thanks so much. We'll see you all on the next episode of the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us on the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. We hope you've learned some valuable takeaways. Be sure to take action and grow your business. You can check out the episode notes and more content from the show at crushitinre.com slash podcast. And if you like this episode and you'd like to hear more stories, please share with others. Post on social media or leave a rating or review. To catch all the latest from Anthony, you can follow him on Instagram at Crush It In Real Estate on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.